2: On an aggravated battery uh, with a, uh, uh, a uh, Broadcasting live from Los Angeles, it's the Gangster Chronicles.
5: Posted by James McDonald, Racy Wright Jr., and Alex Alonso, on the Digital Soapbox Network. So what's happening with your big James?
6: Oh, ain't nothing much, man. Glad to be back at work, bro. Man. I love being up here, man. I might not go home tonight. Just something to do. Get out that damn house. I'm tired of the house.
5: Yeah, about time. I got tired of it. Of course, this is another episode of the Gangster Chronicles. I'm sitting and I'm Norm Steele. You may have saw me on the first two episodes. First two right. or three episodes, wasn't it? First
6: three.
5: First three episodes. Now I'm back in the saddle again with my man James. Holding it down until my man Reggie Wright the third. Reggie Wright the second returns on. Second, home. yeah. Raise you right, second returns home. Um, so what's been going on with you, James, When this quarantine, man? I
6: don't know, man. Staying out the way of everybody, and, and I'm doing my part to, to stay alive. You oh, for sure.
5: And we are practicing social distancing people. I actually just had a big Darth Bader mask on and took it off to get you guys this amazing content. Um, I didn't quite sound right with that on. I was trying to make it work, but it didn't work. So they had me take that off. So now we back Um it's been a lot of
6: stuff going on. We just
5: had an amazing interview last week with Warren G. Oh
6: yeah, I dig that man. That dude, he he enlightened me on a lot of shit I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just crazy how they they come up starting from nothing and then he get to the point where where he at now, but then not in, without help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then just to make it through that, and then you had all of these people around you that. Could have had you where you was at, where you wanted to be, way mm-hmm. ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. It didn't happen that way.
5: I bet you, Suge really tripped out on not getting that dude, though, man. That was a big loss for Def Row.
6: For a lot of for a, a lot of people that the right artists that wanted to come to Def Row mm-hmm. didn't come. Suge had a certain ear and knew what he wanted, mm-hmm. and he turned down a lot of money. He turned down a lot of people that was going to make like, money. Wow, man. Yeah, he turned out a whole lot of stuff, man.
5: But you know what, though? Warren G probably wound up in the best situation. He went on the Def Jam and went on to do some amazing things. Um, I was looking the other day, man, and I don't know how we missed this man, this gentleman by the name of Matthew Charles, man. Matthew Charles was a longtime drug dealer from North Carolina. Charles was convicted in 1996 of selling 216 grams of crack and illegally possessing a gun. Labeled a career offender because of previous conventions involving drugs, weapons, domestic violence, breaking the homes, assault, kidnapping, and larceny, he was sentenced to 35 years in prison. Oh, damn. Charles turned out to be a model inmate, authority said. He organized a Bible study, mentored other prisoners, and took college courses to become a law clerk. Charles applied for early release several times, and the federal judge granted it to him in 2016. <clears throat> Once out of prison, Charles continued his mission to turn his life around. He moved to Nashville, got a job as a driver, and volunteered as a food, at a food pantry. He also started dating again and reconnected with his family but federal prosecutors fought the judge's ruling and appeals court agreed that Charles did not qualify for release because he was a repeat criminal offender and ordered him back to prison to serve an estimated nine more years. He surrendered to a prison in Kentucky last May after two years of freedom. He said he refused to be bitter. You know, eventually they went and gave the guy his freedom again. Um, They let him back out, I think, this January, if I'm not mistaken. They let him back out of jail after putting another appeal in, but... Just imagine what an incredible fuck that would be for you to be in prison. You already got your mind set to do these 36 years, right? Right. They let you out after 20, and you go home, and this man started him a life. He got him a girlfriend, got him a job. He volunteered
6: in some places. Looks like, the, uh, looks like he was really back on point, you know what I mean? Well, after two years, yeah, he got his shit together. And then they got to look at it. If he ain't committed a crime within that time, to violate, at least violate, and then put him back in there, then that's like some double jeopardy shit. That it don't make no sense to leave him on the street for two years, mm-hmm. and then say he don't, you don't qualify, he don't qualify for something. W- why are they fucking with him? He look like an older dude, so it, it don't make no sense. And then he did another nine years.
5: Yeah, he did. Well, actually, he was in there. I think he did another, not quite nine years. Um, I think he did another five years, and they let him back out again. Um, it, it's like a thing. I would think that he was entitled to some kind of because they let him back out this past January. You would think that he would be entitled to some kind of settlement or something like that if he didn't sue
6: the shit out of them, man. Something's going on. They ain't trying to do that. Uh, it it would take them take him a minute to sue and go through all, all the bullshit, but I would have did something because you just can't play with my life like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, after doing 20, you gotta think, it's hard getting out of prison and then coming back into society. After 20 years, a whole lot of shit changed. Yeah, for real. And you stretching your head trying to figure out how I'm gonna get it mm-hmm. because everything is against you. You can't go and get a job because after that 90-day background, Check come mm-hmm. they gonna fire you exactly. so you can't keep a job then you you're looking at how people has changed some shit you can't tolerate some shit you just gotta you gotta deal with it mm-hmm. the way people is so just that in itself man is is hard it's hard but then they put you in jail and they say they're they gonna rehabilitate you mm-hmm. you let me out and I do good for two years but you saying I didn't deserve that. He already showed you two years. Yeah, I'm exactly. good.
5: I done exactly. changed. Mm-hmm. So
6: he should have got a pass on that. Let him continue doing, if you put an ankle bracelet on him, mm-hmm. let him keep doing what he doing. Why take him back out of society and then give him five more years? That would have broke me the fuck, that, it would have pissed me the fuck off. Yeah, I, I don't know actually if I, you know, I know a lot of people. I wouldn't have want to turn myself back in but then you're running for the rest of your life, so you gotta worry about that. I can't use my name, I can't go here, I don't wanna get caught, I can't drive, because if I get pulled over, then I'm fucked. Yeah, you just think about
5: though the actual people, man, like when that happens to you, because I don't know what I would've did. It's easy to say me sitting up here today, what I would have done or what I wouldn't have done, but it would have been hard for me to just voluntarily go turn myself in after these people have set me free. You got to think about this dude's mindset because I don't know if you ever get used to the idea, man, of doing that much time. You know what I mean? You're sitting up there in jail, man, and you don't kind of just got accustomed to what's going on. Then somebody gives you your freedom, right? They say you're free. You're free to go. So you leave. You go out there, man. You meet you somebody that you like. You start your life all over again, man and then they come back and get you. I would at least think, man, that he was due some kind of settlement. I would think that they settled some kind of way with
6: this man after taking them on that journey. You would think they they would think it's only right to do it, but they don't see nothing wrong in it because they went not came and got him. Mm-hmm. He did five more years. So they don't think they did nothing wrong. They think they within the law to do you like that. And it's, it's, just, it's just a fucked up way the system treats you. You know what I'm saying? So to get a taste of his freedom and then get put back in the cage, that's that's the killer part.
5: Yeah, exactly, man. You, you know, the thing is, man, and they said that, you know, it was a big outrage over the case, man. They called for President Trump to grant, you know, Charles' clemency. At the same time, the lawmakers and justice reform advocates were pushing a rewrite of local drug laws. The result was the First Step Act, which made retroactive a 2010 law, easing mandatory minimum sentences for crack offenses. You know, Charles' public defenders, Mariah Wooten and Michael Hawley, agreed in the December 27 court filing that the provision applied to Charles. Prosecutors didn't fight the motion, and on January 3rd, they ruled Charles was entitled to immediate release. So they went back and they did right at the end of the thing, but you just gotta, you know, that takes us back to those crack laws anyway, man. You know, it's a lot of brothers, man. That it wasn't just him. It was a lot of people, man, that sat down because you think about the whole premise of just crack. Who was selling crack at the time? That was young black males, right? wasn't too many people in Hollywood and Beverly Hills selling crack at the time. So you would have dudes, man, going to prison for twenty and thirty years just for an eighth or a fifth. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a zone. They was going to, you know, jail for a long time just for a zone but you would get a guy caught with some powder. You can get caught with two ounces of powder and do way less time. Don't you think it was kind of racially motivated?
6: At the beginning, yeah. I think everybody, everybody, white boys, Mexicans, everybody was getting caught with that shit. Um, Everybody started going out of town back in the days. When you was going out of town to set up shop and whatever, I don't look at it like that. Everybody, I don't give a fuck what race she was, was, was was selling the dope. If you don't think the crack was in Beverly Hills, that's where it was right here. It was just coming into our neighborhoods. But, but all the, let's say... AT&T
0: connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower
6: But a lot of them was just doing the powder, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And and then when they got to the to to the rock shit, the rock just blew everybody fucking mind, and that's when you start seeing the crackheads and shit. But a lot of people out this way mm-hmm. in the good areas was
5: doing blow. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. It's like I think that the crack. You know, crack hit the black community way harder, James. It it hit the black community way harder, you know. And don't get me wrong. You had white boys hustling. You had Mexican people hustling. Everybody was getting their hustle on. But the majority of times, when some crack came up, man, it was affecting the brothers a lot. It it was just affecting. It was hitting us different. We was the ones getting caught with a little bit of shit. They wasn't sending kingpins to prison. The kingpins wasn't the ones getting the 15 to 20-year sentences. It was the lower-level cats that was on the corner.
6: Yeah. It 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 was the ones that was, like like us, just just got uh, introduced to the shit, mm-hmm. and then now we on the block, we selling cocaine, we gang banging, we we doing everything on the block, with cocaine. So it made it even even harder for us because now they hiring all these different new cops, these different task forces, to try to control it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. In between all of that shit, motherfuckers was going to jail for murder because niggas started killing motherfuckers for it. Uh, The paper, motherfuckers was making money and was getting killed for it. So it changed our shit big time, big time. So yeah, it hit us hard because so much came with it. Mm -hmm. So So much change came with the cocaine. You know, homies stopped being homies. The respect, the loyalty, the friendship, and all that shit went away. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Because now everybody is out for themselves, and they see how easy it is getting that money. You know, some some of us had to distance ourselves from the homies because the homies didn't like your ass anyway, and, and you knew you was the target because you making money. You Know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, would, it was, yeah, it hit us, it hit hard.
5: Yeah, you know, the, the particular thing, man, I just remember about the crack era, man. I remember because I'm a from Cleveland, Ohio, and I remember going back to the house, man, just going back. Um, you know, you used to see the guys, man, that was rolling hard, they had the deuce in the quarters on Dayton's and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and you went back, man, them same dudes, man, you see them dudes, they walk in the streets. They're looking like hobos now. You know what I mean? That,
6: only only because, you know, they used to say don't test your own product. Mm-hmm. And some of them went, went hard in the paint when they first got it. It was easy money. And then you get with a certain chick that probably done smoked on that shit before. Now you own it. And everybody couldn't smoke that shit and be cool. Yeah, for real, man. It, it, shoot, I, I don't know
5: too many people. I don't think I knew anybody... They could try crack, man, and just come up off of it just like that. I'm pretty sure it was somebody somewhere that experimented with it, right man, is. and came back, but it was a whole lot of us, man. It pretty turned motherfuckers into zombies.
6: Let me tell you, man, when in, in 80, 81, rocking and shit, in, and I'm gonna tell you a story, man. We was in our garage rocking shit, in a big ass mine in his jar. One of the homeboys, rest in peace, swirling the motherfucking thing blew up. Boom. We got cocaine all on the motherfucking panels on, in the garage on the walls. And this is the first time I ever seen them straight, the, the shit off the wall, crunched it up, and a Primo, they called it. Mm-hmm. Back in the days, everybody tried a Primo. Everybody was was smoking on Primos, yeah. mm-hmm. drinking their 40s and quotes or whatever. Super sock on Jen doing the damn thing, but was able to function and party, and it was good. When they start stepping on the shit and start putting and doing all different type of shit to it, that's when you see the demons and shit. When they start smoking the shit, yeah, the jaws and shit sucking in. So from the beginning, and then you start seeing the cocaine change being stepped on so many times. That's when you see that people just start reacting different to it mm-hmm. and and you know i have seen the the mamas the aunties the sisters the brothers everybody so it didn't it didn't have a uh, a favorite it, it, that was anybody mm-hmm. and after let's say 86 87 85 on up that people just it wasn't the same and and people the the affected took On people was just like crazy. You were fiending for the shit Mm -hmm. instead of being high off the shit and just, you know, being able to kick back and relate to what was going on. And when that changed, everybody started looking and and doing whatever for cocaine.
5: Man, yeah, you had people, man, people's appearances would change, man. You had kids start being left by themselves at the crib, man. It just got real, real ugly. During a certain time, man, and you know, and I even bringing that to, to you know today, man. Um, the crack eventually played out. You still got a few people around the hood that's still smoking crack, you know what I mean? But for now, man, the biggest thing I see now with these kids is these pills, man. These, um, you know, they started off with the Vicodins, man, the Percocets, and all this other stuff. So we kind of seeing it like the crack. This is known as, I guess, the opiate generation, man. We was more like the crack generation. This would be the opiate generation, man, because you got these guys, man, that I think hip-hop made that drinking
6: that syrup and all that stuff. I wouldn't blame drinking syrup on hip-hop. They was doing that shit back East. These cats out here was going out there. They got a winner that shit and they started doing that shit out here. And now it's just the thing to do. I don't think rap introduced them to it. Motherfuckers was getting down like that already.
5: Oh yeah, they was, but you know what, though, man? I'm a product of hip hop. I love rapping. I can't blame rap. I'm not necessarily blame rap, man. But Wayne walking around in the double cup, damn, it did make a lot of people that didn't know nothing about that start thinking that was cool, man. Start thinking that was cool. I, I, I to wouldn't do. even
6: say people was 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 doing that shit, sipping on the scissor, but all that shit before Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne saw somebody do it. Now he started doing it, and it took effect to him totally different how it it do other motherfuckers. Some motherfuckers can do that shit all day, and 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 be cool. Some cats just take it and be out of their mind with it, fucked up. It it uh, every 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 drug that they got out there, some people can cope, some people can't. Some people got the tolerance, some people don't. Yes, yeah, it is for the most part, man, because all of that
5: stuff is really like when you start getting the opiates and stuff. It's really heroin, man. It all come down to man. You know, heroin is a hard drug to kick, man. Was crazy. The, the only thing harder to kick than heroin is cigarettes.
6: I think cigarettes is hard. I ain't never had yeah, no they, heroin, but no, but they I say the
5: cigarettes is the most is the second hardest thing to most get. But let's you know, let's go back to this guy, man. So you figure. It was some people that didn't want him out of jail, man. They figured he shouldn't be back on the street. So that's how he wound back up in jail, man. And, and, you know, when you think about it, man, I think in this particular case, that guy did deserve a second chance, man. So the question I ask, man, me and you both come from cities— that were ravaged by drug use, by the drug trade, right? The violence, it wasn't just the fiends, it was the violence, because you figure once cats start making that money, now you got brother against brother, homie against homie, and everything is this. Should they let a lot of them cats back on the streets? Do you think a lot of them people deserve to get clemency?
6: Well, may I say the majority of all of them should get it, because I think a lot of us are, are being over-sentenced But I'm to go back and I'm I'm like this. If I did my time, if you give me 15 years, I did 13 and a half. When I get out, I should be good. I paid my debt. I paid my debt to society. I shouldn't have this problem. I shouldn't have this problem. But I don't care what black man go to jail and get out of the federal penitentiary or just state. You're going to have a problem this shit probably i'm fifty five fucking years old and still still ain't voted and I've been out of prison since nineteen eighty eight from from being released from prison I couldn't do nothing but be a security guard and every ninety days they knock my ass back you fired so whether you lie on that on that application or you tell them the truth if you tell them the truth uh we don't need you wow so you 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 locked up when you come home. You blocked out of society in a sense. You can't do nothing. So let me ask you: What do we do if if you don't want you don't want me to work? I got a kid now. The baby mama filed child support on me. How in the hell am I gonna pay child support? By the time I do get a job, which my kid is 13, 14 years old now, mm-hmm. I'm I'm dollars sixty, seventy thousand dollars to child support. So I go to work. I, I'm able to file taxes now. Mm-hmm. Now they're taking my money. Now I'm, I'm feeling way worse and lesser than a motherfucking man because I can't eat because I'm paying all of this. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm, I'm paying society still. And I, I, done, I done paid y'all for my time, for my mistake. But you still pay for it when you, uh, when you release, when you get out. So, it's just the system is just so fucked up, and it don't help us at all. So don't tell me you put me in jail to rehabil- to uh, rehabilitate me, mm-hmm. because when I get out, you ain't helping me, and then you want to put me back in there. That's what parole is for. If you if I'm living above my means, if 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 I get a car, where mm-hmm. you get this motherfucker from? You ain't been out long enough. It's eighty eight, and you got a motherfucking uh uh a ninety two mm-hmm. a ninety no you you can't have that you're living above your means you can't be in a certain place you can't go and live in a certain place so you can't
5: hang around certain people because ain't ain't that a part when you first get out you can't hang around no felons
6: well gang of felons, yeah mm-hmm. no felons at all mm-hmm. so but when i when I got out of out of out of state one of my conditions was I couldn't get caught with gang members mm-hmm. i couldn't well, goddamn, my brothers are gang members. I can't get caught in the car with them. You know what I'm saying? Cousins, you can't. They got a tail on you. They pretty much got a hold on you. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of cats go back and forth on violations. Because you can't beat them.
5: Oh, man, the probation thing is the biggest trick bag in the world, man.
6: Man, how you going to tell me I not to be around gang bangers, but on this side of me, and on that side of me and across the street are gang members. Exactly. I grew up with these people here. And you raid, you come in my house to check and see if, if if I got guns or whatever in here, in my bedroom, mm-hmm. but then my cousin on the couch, where you from? I'm from whoop to whoop. Oh, you got a gangbang in here. You're going to get cuffed and they take you to jail just to be shitty. Just to be shitty. It's hard to beat them, and that's why a lot of cats keep going back and forth. To prison because once you go to prison, you kinda of fucked when you come home because you don't have you don't know what to
5: expect. They stay going back and forth, man. You know like the thing is, man, that's the biggest thing that you bring a point to. The thing just about not being around no fellas, what about if your mama gang bang, your daddy a gangbanger, your brother a gangbanger? Everybody pretty much in your house half the time is felons.
6: And that's what they call self parole. You got a self parole. Don't parole. When you get out, don't have an address. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, They expect you to go out there and get some type of general relief. They want you to go get some food stamps or something else. They won't let you be a man. They won't let you build your character. Mm -hmm. You know? um, And what's good with me was Suge Knight came to my rescue, and I had a good-ass baby mama. I had a straight ride or die baby mama. My son mama was at every prison I got rolled up to and and she was there to pick me up. Mm-hmm. She had her own shit, she never did no county and I didn't have to worry about paying the county back. Real good, so if a nigga ain't got a straight backbone when he come home, yeah, you out there by yourself. Yeah, l- let me ask you this, James. When you was in prison, how long did you do?
5: I did two years and three months. Two years and three months, so Suge came straight to your rescue. He came to you, of course, and the rest is history. He came to you saying he needed you. Yeah. And that's when y'all um kind of got your thing going because without you, he wouldn't have been able
6: to make some of the moves he made. I think, and I and I still say this: when Suge came to me, Suge had a purpose. I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was at the time. I was, and 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 I, I don't have no more gripes. I was enjoying my freedom. And the shit that he introduced me to, I was loving it. I'm fresh out. I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, if she would have just left me alone, I'd have probably been bar- married to my first son, mother. I'd probably would have would have just had to weather the storm because mm-hmm. she had. No, you ain't gonna do this. We ain't gonna we gonna do this. But well, you know that penitentiary propaganda bullshit. You oh baby, we going to church? We wo wo wo. Didn't happen that way. As soon as I stepped foot out that motherfucker, it was on and cracking. First thing you want to do, you want to get something to drink, you want to fuck, and you want to go see what the homie's doing. I don't care what you are talking about in prison. And I said, I'm not doing none of that. And So as you came, <laughs> soon as you came back, you was just right back on the blade then. That No, the knock on the door. You know, I'm, I'm, I make it to the house that night. Mm-hmm. I said about that morning before, Before I even ate breakfast, Sugar was at the door. And uh, he asked me what was going on. ain't shit, nigga fresh out. Nigga, what's happening? He looked out for me. Okay. Told me he was going to come back. This when he was going back and forth to Vegas. Came and got me, took a ride to Vegas with him. Like, fuck it, let's roll. Me and the the homeboy Tom-Tom went and kicked it with him. Next thing you know, it was on. It was just on from there, man. Like, really,
5: man? So, And we ain't going to turn this back into no thing, but I don't think a lot of people know, man. As a guy that did that time, man, do you think that if Suge wouldn't have came and got you, you think you would eventually wound up going back in?
6: To be honest, I think I probably would have had a problem. But And then, on the other hand, I really don't know because like I said, my baby mama, she was she was strong. She was solid. Yeah, she had you on a straight and You know and what narrow. I'm saying? Uh-huh. And she had me. But how long am I going to be able to ride her? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because all of these things I said I want to do and I got to do and, and be good to her and and, and love my son and uh-huh. provide, I can't get it out there. So yeah, exactly. So with her job and her trying to take care of me, what that make me look like? So that was like a no-no. I was like a no no. But then when I got a taste of that 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 freedom was sugar, man, I, I, I fucked off my relationship with my baby mama. Just out there on some other shit. And then I went to I think North Carolina was the first place we went to when I got out. And it was it was just over. I was I was like old boy on uh Harlem Nights. Uh Tell your mama ain't coming home no more. A
5: homeboy with Sunset? And I was straight in the streets.
6: So, I mean, I, I made mistakes along the way and, and, and fucked it up. But me and her are real cool now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, it, you know, she played a big part in it. I don't know if it would have been... Well, I do know it would have been different. It would have been totally different. Mm-hmm. Because I would have to, I had to live like a regular motherfucker
4: tests diarrhea hair thinning or loss vomiting rash and loss of appetite
6: at that time I still had the the gang mentality Mm -hmm. I still wanted to be I still wanted to be Mob James and I was still out there like that and the way the homies was and the way my brothers then was you know my brother Buntree was going back and forth to prison and you know that part of the life, I I don't think I was ready to, to let that go. Just just chunk the hood out and just, you know, now I'm cutting grass and, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to pay bills. Yeah, exactly. You
5: and, know? And, and and they make it to where, man, like, I don't know no man, man, that wants to live on general relief. What's general relief? Like $200 a month, $300 a month, something like that? A,
6: a, a, lot, of, a lot of cats get content, and they cool with that. $300 a month? Yeah. I mean, I ain't got to do shit but sit back and smoke weed. It's, it's out there every day. And everybody out there that's listening, no, I ain't bullshitting. It's it's just like cats moving in with a chick. And she got the- um, They get food stamps. Yeah,
5: she get food stamps and stuff and she's
6: standing- And the he projects. land up in her shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And she don't want you to do shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I got this. But as soon as she can't pay that bill- She's going to be like, babe, we need to pay the light bill. And you're like, bitch, what the fuck you telling me for? You don't want, you know, Mm I ain't got it. Oh, you got to get your sorry ass out. Now she's bringing you down. Mm -hmm. So now you got to attack (laughs) because you know what I'm saying? You you got to be aggressive. So now I'm arguing with you. Now you're telling me to get out your tilt. But he, me, don't realize that the longer you lay up in her shit and be content, that's what you're gonna be when she put you out. You ain't gonna want to get up and do it. And a lot of us have have fell into
5: that that fucking trick bag. Yeah, it's the biggest trap in the world, man. But that's what I'm saying, you know. So you get out, you on parole, man. You can't hang around with no homies. You can't go get a job nowhere because they're telling you you got a record. Now you on general relief and you pretty much living with some chicken. This is the same scenario I see. A dude moves in with a broad. She got her Section 8 crib, she paying you know, $50 a month for whatever it is Section 8 give you, right? right? She got two or three kids, she getting a couple hundred dollars for each kid, right? So it's chicken in the pot every night, he get his $300 a month, he's sitting around smoking weed all day and watching cable TV, and he gets accustomed to that. Like you said, then that's when the time comes when they need that bill paid.
6: How can you live in a house with a woman and then she regulating shit because she paying all the shit? Mm-hmm. You, you got to come in. As soon as you don't come in at a certain time, now the arguing shit starts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she paying all the bills and you just sitting there chilling. Some cats are content like that. But a, a, a real nigga that want to get his own shit and have his own shit, fuck letting the homies pick me up and all this other bullshit. Ain't happening. But we, we, we just get lazy and comfortable. But I'm not finna depend on this female. To take care of me. I can't. Yeah, she that's can't. real talk. And, and, you know, there's a lot of women out there say they'd rather have a half a man than a real man. She lost her motherfucking mind. <laughs> you don't want no <laughs> real nigga, then you ain't a real bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wouldn't want to be with her anyway. Fuck taking care of me. I got to get out here and get my own. Now, if you tell me to put that back in your pocket,
5: mm-hmm.
6: I'm going to put it back in my pocket.
5: Yeah. See, see, you know what I think happens, though, man? It's a really big... um. Trick bag man, with just us as black men, because the separation of the family don't been going on for so long, man. Because they tell you, you know, even when the women are on Section Eight, they get told they're not allowed to have nobody in their house but them and their kids. A man is technically not supposed to be around. So the That's first the time, system. yeah, the first time you piss her off, all she got to do is make a phone call. This dude is in here and he won't leave. You going to get an ass leave. So what they pretty much telling that woman? You could push out as many babies as you want to, and we go give you I don't I don't know what the deal so people don't don't I don't wanna see in the comments I don't know what I'm talking about. Is it three to five hundred dollars a baby or something that they have? So you figure woman got three kids in the house, that's fifteen hundred. Plus she getting food stamps and all the kind of other stuff, and she probably I think on the um what is it on the um section eight, what they paying, a couple dollars a month for their crib? They
6: probably paid Less than what it costs for rent.
5: Yeah, exactly. So she's getting tailored from then. So you got it in that broad's head from the time she little where her mama telling her, oh, them dudes ain't shit. They this and ain't shit. So she don't really need a man in her mind. So the first time she get one, she's in the position of control almost.
6: That kind of, you kind of went from from the mama. No, everything is a system, Norm. and, And you see it every day the home girl, the home girl got section eight she got her dude stand with her but they don't want nobody no male figure in the house. why? Mm-hmm. why the fuck why this my this my boyfriend because he should be able to provide right mm-hmm. okay but it's it's a little deeper than that What happens when you got the mom and daddy living together? And raising their kids.
5: Oh, everything go trying to be righteous nine times out ten.
6: Yeah, you got a strong foundation mm-hmm. right there. You well, I ain't gonna say strong, but you have a foundation. Mm-hmm. With without both parents, you just got the mama trying to raise knuckleheads such as myself. What you have? Exactly what they want you to have. We, I can't keep my job if I don't have nobody to put in jail. If they patrol the hood, and what do they see? They see us. Mm-hmm. That's why you get some cops that don't get a column. They lock your ass up, put dope on you, and all that other shit. I'm going, I'm going like, like losing myself, but it's, everything is, a, is designed for us to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, And it's a fucked up thing. We don't see it. When we see it, it's too late. When we don't understand it, it's too late. I was I was reading uh, this guy sent me a, a a text and I was reading it and, and you know just listening to half of the shit that they you know people say is is crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Every baby mama I had was none of them was ever on the county. None of them. Um, I I don't have nobody to blame pretty much put myself for, for half of the shit that I did, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because I accepted cocaine over my baby mama, I accepted gang banging over my baby mama's. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'd have got my motherfucking mind right at the beginning when I first had my first son, then I think I would have been cool. I wouldn't have went to prison, I wouldn't have did this. and and. You know, having my son come to prison and see me in prison was the worstest fucking feeling, but it was a good feeling at the same time. I was able to see him. Mm-hmm. I was able to pick him up and, and hug him and watch him run around the goddamn uh, visiting room, you know, pointing to people and tell them, that's my daddy, that's my daddy. Mm-hmm. And and it was a good thing, but to to, to watch him leave was another thing, you know. It's, 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 it's crazy, man. Yeah, well,
5: you know what I think, man. I got a bigger theory behind that. That's why I brought up this guy in the beginning, man, because it seemed like they wanted him back there so bad. I think prison has turned into a gold mine for these people. I'm looking at this. You know, they're talking about the prison phone industry, and that's a market dominated by several large privately held firms that earn an estimated $1.2 billion a year. They make $1.2 billion a year just from niggas calling home.
6: And and the phone because the phone is different. You got to put the shit on a card now. You can't call collect. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Sherman Sherman Block daughter runs the canteen in the county jail. Mm. She 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 making millions of dollars. She she breaking it up. So yeah, they switched it for them to make money. And then look at what they're doing right now. They have removed
5: the in-person family visitation room to make way for video visitation terminals. And those are provided by private firms, too, which can charge as much as $30 for 40 minutes of screen time. One prison phone company, Securus Technology, says in the marketing materials that it has paid out $1.3 billion in commissions over the past 10 years. So that makes me think, you go back to this Charles guy, right? They let him out of jail, then somebody looks up and says, "Uh uh-uh you messing with my money now. Bring that nigga's ass back to jail.
6: I don't, I mean, what if he wouldn't get in visits? What if he wouldn't, uh, let's say, a productive inmate like that? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that wouldn't make no sense to haul him back in jail. They had a reason to go well, back and get Well, you know what?
5: But, but they had a reason to go back and get him. But, but that's the thing, though. It's like we're more valuable inside, man, than we are out. You know what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, because it's, it's, let's say it's profitable. Mm-hmm. To have you in, in 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 incarcerated in the county jail, in, in any any prison. Mm-hmm. Because they found a way to break your family, to work your family out of money, just like selling drugs. Put that money 50 dollars on a card, and that shit go like this. You don't control the minutes or none of that shit. Then the 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 food. You can't send a package like that, like out of TVs. Everything is through a catalog now. Mm-hmm. Whoever control that catalog is making a lot of goddamn money.
5: Okay, check this out. The commissary in prison earned $1.6 billion last year. So that same dude, you saying, yeah, he might not have got no phone calls, but that motherfucker eat. And he works in there. Everybody, you working for twenty five? But that's what I'm 18. saying. That's what I'm saying. Them things that they building, you think they not making a profit
6: off of it? They, the, the, the police is making profits. Mm-hmm. But you ain't got a pay number in there that, that that's gonna take care of you. You gonna get your 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 probably your hygiene shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you don't have nobody on the outside to take care of you, you pretty much done in the system unless you got a hustle whether you're
5: working from the house or working on your fitness at the gym, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to. Not what your neighbor or your kids are listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping the bankroll rolling the pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds of Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbud in the market, and that they sound even more amazing than the other top audio brands that you know. The newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet, with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are comfortable, perfect for conference calls or binging on podcasts. I even use them when we're recording the Gangster Chronicles. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. You've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dog and Cardi B, they are all obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now is the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash TGC101. That's buyraycon.com slash TGC101 for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash TGC101 and tell them the Gangsta Chronicle
6: sent you. Unless you know if you can draw and right on, right, man, make some hearts and this shit on your, your your envelopes and shit like that. If you don't know how to make frames, if you don't know, if you don't have a hustle in there, your ass is out. Fuck living, just think, stay boots. You got to walk with them motherfuckers on every day. Mm-hmm. Think about it, it's 95 fucking degrees out here, 100 degrees. But if I want to go outside, I got to wear these boots.
5: Yeah, that's real talk.
6: So... If, if, if you got to live in that state shit, every, thing, every time you walk, it's going to remind you where you at. But you got cats out there living, got their own motherfucking me. I have my own shoes, my my own shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's rough. Yep. But they making a lot of money off of it because they figured the way out. They got a plan. So everything you doing there, whatever you doing there is making them money. Yeah, that's the thing, man. That's why I tell my kids, I tell all my nephews and
5: stuff, man. If you can stay out of that system, stay out of the system. Don't even get started in there because the thing is, it's almost like they're waiting to the trap you. know, once they get a hold of you, they got you forever, almost it seems like. You know, you've been um, very fortunate, James. You know, just, you know, some of the stuff that has happened in your life, man, just to be able to make that transit. And I, oh, speaking of that, I saw you on Vlad again. When you do that?
6: Right before the quarantine thing. Oh yeah? In, the, in between the quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Flat as, me and Vlad became real cool, mm-hmm. um, you know, conversation-wise, and I mean, you know, we, we don't hang out or nothing like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, for this conversation, you know, he did like me on a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Shit that I don't know, you know, and, and I was going to say that earlier, people say, you need to do this, and you need to that. You man, read some books. I started reading books. Mm-hmm. I started paying attention more, like Vlad was saying. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff people say about Black, I listen, but then I, I I don't see that in him. Well, you know the thing
5: is, man, and I ain't gonna get into a big conversation about Vlad. Vlad is not Vlad is not a bad dude to me.
4: At all. At all. Vlad
5: promotes the show constantly. I don't have nothing bad to say about the man. First of all, I don't know him like that, like him, but all my interactions with him has been pretty positive. Right. It's one question he asked, though. He asked about the KVD thing we were doing. That is going to happen, Vlad. So, for your information, we are going to do that. You right. Know, let's go do it. But it has to be at the right time, we are in the middle of a quarantine. And we did try to set that meeting up with Keefe a few times before it happened, and and he was taking his time getting by. So it ain't just like it was just on me and James to make that happen, but that is something that's gonna happen. Um, And and you know, I I think, like I told you before, I try to make moves without rushing into things. Right. You know what I'm saying, it has to be right, we go do it, we go do it right.
6: I'm learning how to do that, I'm learning. I had no patience whatsoever
4: Eyebrans may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Eyebrans may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death.
6: And I know there's a lot of brothers out there like me that, that live that life and, and want to change it. And the beginning of it, the whole recipe is you got to have patience. Shit ain't going to change for, for us overnight because we still got to battle out here mm-hmm. and then we got to deal with ourselves. This right here was the worstest part, fighting myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a lot of guys out there, and, and, and I get it in my comments, Facebook, all that, that's, that's man, trying to find that way out. Mm-hmm. But it's hard as a motherfucker. Your way out might not be the same way my way out. Exactly. It, it's not hard. You just got to really, like, say, fuck that. This is the way for me. Mm-hmm. I got to do it. I don't give a fuck if he think it's fucked up or I'm turning into a pussy. Show me I'm a pussy. Y'all well, don't know what you're fucking with. Well, that's
5: what I tell brothers. You have to find your own way because, you know, because of you, I get like at least maybe 10, 15 brothers a week hitting me. Man, I got a story. Can I do a podcast? And it's just like I tell them, I say, well, that was James's way. Yours may be something else different, bro, but everybody just can't go get a podcast and crack off like that. This is a lot of work, too. It's a lot of time that goes into it. It ain't
6: just like we just come in here and just sit. We just go on there and talk. If, if, if it was up to me, I would have told him, hell yeah, you can do a podcast. You, you want to come in sit in on a podcast? Or you want to just talk about your story? Because I guarantee you, this is what helped. This is what helped oh, me. Oh,
5: yeah, for sure. Now, if they want to come in and be a guest, I'm more than willing to do that. But what I always like being, I always like to help people manage their expectations, right? right. The first step, come in, talk to us, tell your story. If it's something that, because right, I don't decide who gets a podcast. The people do. If we have a guest and somebody is writing in to me like, man, have him on there again. Have him on there. Then that's when I have to look right. and say, you know what? Maybe it is to make an invest. It's worth the investment to do it because the thing, it was like, you know, going back to the Keefe thing, you just told me about that situation with him. How many months before we actually met? Maybe two months, two, yeah, three he, months? he
6: missed like three meetings.
5: You know, so the thing is, after a while, I had to think about as a businessman, think, okay, we go do this thing. Now, if I give this cat some money, is he going to run off? Is he going to trail off? You know, how can we do it to where, don't? because I'm not going to lose either. And one thing about it is, um, like, a lot of people don't know. We don't talk about the business too much, but James owns a part of the Gangster Chronicles. It, it's don't not tell a, nobody that, boy. You know, <laughs> it, 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 you know, I'm just being real now because we have to start doing stuff. What I really want brothers to start doing is it's okay to go to different people and do interviews and stuff like that, but learn how, learn how to own your
6: own stuff. Well, and, and, and that's hard to do because... I never thought that I'd be in a position, and that's one thing we gotta stop selling ourselves short, but I never thought I'd be in a position to say I own a part of anything. So everybody is not, can't get that break. Mm-hmm. But the beginning of it, I mean, everybody got their own way and the way is right there. Talk about your situation mm-hmm. because everybody out there done live this life, the majority of the people. Everybody can't say they, they pretty much did it rough like that or or they can't believe that, you know, cats live like that. Mm-hmm. But we all live this shit, and everybody's story is different. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But not to just let everybody know your business or, or this and that. Like, even, even the podcast, the first thing I ask, what you want to talk about, what you don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to put you out there and, and, and put you on the spot. Me and Vlad talked about that type of shit. It's up to me to say and speak on what, what I speak on. Mm-hmm. If I don't wanna talk about it, I'm I'm not scared of nobody. I'm not scared of Vlad. I'll just shut the fuck up. Yeah, so exactly. we, we all have I, I ain't even got the right word for it, but we all I make up my own mind. Yeah exactly. And I and I know how far I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. And 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 to each his own. Everybody got their own way.
5: And and that's the thing, man. Like I said before, and before I say what I'm going to say, I don't have no problem with Vlad. Vlad has promoted this show. He promotes stuff. Vlad treats me with the utmost respect every time we talk. As far as I'm concerned, Vlad is a good brother. I'm going to tell you one thing that I didn't like that him and Adam 22 did. I admit, Damon Dash could be an asshole. I think Damon Dash is arrogant. I think he cocky sometimes. You know, I think he just kind of over talks itself so much with leads with which may lead to people to want to see him lose but i didn't like and it wasn't so much just vlad i don't like the way adam 22 and them put him out there about the 500 dollars. Mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of like you know just kind of like they, it's almost like they got hard on i don't know what damon them did to him but i didn't like that because it kind of made him look little you know at the end of the day i'm always right with my brothers you know, right. I don't like that. I don't know if that was so much Vlad as it was versus Adam, but then Adam don't been up there. I don't have personal problems with these guys, though. So when people hit us up in the comments, I look at people sometimes and I say, what the hell has Vlad done to you for you to feel that way about him? Right. You feel what I mean? Because well, hold on, because these brothers have a choice of answering these questions when they go up there. I don't see Vlad with no gun in nobody's head making somebody answer some shit.
6: Well, you, you, i'm on the same side okay on this side of the table is black mm-hmm. on this side of the table is the is me blad mm-hmm. is is got a platform blab want to speak on things and get you to say things that's going to boost the views on this show oh, yeah for sure so if he didn't do that then how good is this show going to be and how many people going to view it to say Oh, that's, that's, or to see the next clip or whatever. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen if he don't get no juicy shit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So he's doing what he has to do. It's up to me. Bingo. To say, man, I'm not going to answer that shit. Why you ask me that?
5: It's bingo because you know I hollered at Mac 10, right? Um, me and Mac 10 was talking the other day. And he had hit me and it was... It kind of tripped me out because I ain't talked to Mac in a minute. He hit me and was like, still, you see the Vlad interview we did. And I said, yeah, I looked at it a little bit. He was like, man, I wasn't about to answer none of that stuff and that was his choice. He did it smooth as hell. You know, Vlad asked him something. He was like, well, what, what did you think? Do you know? You know what I mean? So, I think it's everybody's choice and I think Vlad is pretty much doing his job. He got a platform. If he was on there talking about Kumbaya
6: with everybody, would nobody be looking at that shit. Exactly. So, who do you blame when when... If I ask you a question and you answer it, that's my fault because I answer that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So however it came out of me, that's that's the same perception people going to get when they view the shit. Yeah, exactly. And
5: and, that, and that's the thing, man. You know, just going back to all this, I look at this guy, you know, going back to him, that's what we started off talking about now brought him up just to go back to the point about the prison industrial system, mm-hmm. about how they like to keep brothers locked up. You know you know who came to his rescue, right? Oh. Kim Kardashian. Why? Well, she's the one that brought it up about when they want to put him back in jail. Yeah. She started advocating for him. And, you know, I guess this relationship that, 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 um, that the West has with our president is pretty strong because, you know, Trump made it to where he got out of jail.
6: After five more years.
5: You know what? I don't know if it was five more years he did. I got to go back and do the research. Maybe we had to bring the fact check back. Yeah. Next week I researched that. I don't know if he did five more years, but he definitely went back to jail and did some time. If it was a month, it was too much. You know, it was a month, too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they just, you know, they let their brother gave him his freedom and then went and dropped him back in jail. You know what I mean?
6: Like I said, every time we put our pants on and walk out the door and get involved in some shit, is double jeopardy. We, we wake up taking a chance. We wake up in the middle of some shit. You think we have, we think we have opportunity, we think today going to be better. But as soon as you walk out that door all the bullshit start hitting you. Living is not designed for us. I mean to be comfortable, I mean I ain't saying we can't be productive because there's a lot of black people out there that's doing their thing. but to to come from where we come from just being in the hood and 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 living the violent life and all of this other bullshit in prison is totally different the odds are against us it's against you i don't give a fuck how do you do it and it's it's just totally different it's you know our our sisters out there ain't um like they used to be mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's some good ass black women out there. Yeah,
5: for sure, no doubt.
6: You know what I'm saying? But th- the ones that that was that would stick by they dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When the, man, <laughs> I don't want to get all in my personal business, but every every woman I had in my life, all my baby mamas had good jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they were just fucking with the wrong dude, me. Because I I couldn't, my way of life and my way of thinking wasn't getting the fuck up and going to work and then coming home and bringing a woman my money, Uh, being in the hood and and hanging with the homegirls and drinking and and, and everything else was, was my thing. I was more comfortable living like that. So that's why I say we can't blame nobody for our get down. This is what I chose to do. Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. But at the end of the day, you got to learn how to appreciate what you can do and where you at at that point. Because then I lost a lot of good friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That you know when they died, they didn't have that. You know, they son to carry on, and they didn't have nothing. We just just young niggas, and they gone. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Man, I appreciate everything, every day, every morning. Oh, for sure, you have totally to, different. man.
5: And you know, as far as that go, man, I think that um, we all have a, we all have a major part to play in our own life, man. And right. we can pretty much um. Uh, I never talk about my story too much, man. I I came out to California, man, in nineteen eighty eight, and when I say, you know how they talk about the story of carrying a stick. You know you see the little things back in the day with the guy with the kid carrying the stick. Yeah. With the little um towel tied up with his belongings in it on the tip of the stick. Yeah. That was literally me, man. I came out here from Cleveland, Ohio, man, with um, I think maybe $75 in my pocket, right? And um back in the day they used to have them vouchers that you used to get in the back of the newspaper, they used to buy a ticket anywhere in the country for 200 dollars right? Yeah. They didn't have no tickets to go to LA. They had tickets to go to um Vegas
4: Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbocyclip. IBRANTS 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrands and visit Ibrance.com.
5: So that's back then. We had the maps, right? I looked, I said, well, Vegas ain't, that was before the internet. There wasn't no internet to go on and check out no stuff, right? Yeah. So I said, well, man, Vegas ain't too far away from Los Angeles, right? So I coordinated it, man, to where you figure I was 17, 18 years old at the time. I caught um, the plane out to Vegas, man. Got into Vegas like at 1230 at night, man. Got to the Greyhound Station. Don't remember how I got there. I might have very well walked, right? Mm-hmm. Went over there, man, went to call my mama, man. Turned around, somebody done stole my luggage. Luckily I had my um luckily I had my bus ticket in, in my thing, man. So I caught a greyhound, man, from Vegas in the Long Beach, California, man, and went and sat in the bus. Um uh, went and sat in the stoops man at Long Beach City College because I was out there to play football. Yeah. I got to Long Beach City College, man, maybe at 4 in the morning and sat in the steps of the football office and just smiled and watched the sun rise. A lot of people might have been like, man, I would have been panicking. But no, you figure I came from Ohio. Ohio wasn't shit out there for me, man. If I would have stayed in Ohio, I would have wound up dead or in prison somewhere. It just wasn't nothing for me out there. I had to get it from out there. So I say that to say this, man. I came out here, man, seven steps, man. The coach came early in the morning and said, are you okay, like? You know, I'm just a young dude sitting on the steps. And I say, I'm Norman Steele. I'm here to play football. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they took care of me, man. I've been going strong ever since, man. But, you know, um, everything in life, man, is up. It, we, we determine how successful we are, man. And we really have to believe in ourselves, man, to the point to where we're willing to go put some skin in the game. I got up off my ass, left Ohio, came out west. And when I came out here doing 88, James, you know it was on a cracking out here.
6: Yeah. Yeah. It
5: wasn't an easy place to live. You know, you just couldn't up and say you just going to move from the Midwest to California and just not expect, you know, it was banging was on at the fullest back but then.
6: But so see, you had to figure it out. And at every we all got options. Mm-hmm. You can either go this way and get involved in this, football shit over with, or stick with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's hard to stick with something positive when everything around you is negative. You know what I'm saying? Because... You start. You don't know nobody out here. I gotta eat, but how? How am I gonna eat? Mm-hmm. So you gotta sit here and figure out a way how to eat. So it's it's just it's crazy. But you was one of the lucky ones. Yeah, one
5: of the very lucky ones.
6: Everybody don't got it right here like that. You know what I'm saying? That's one of our biggest problems. We all ain't strong like that. You know what I'm saying? And that that's the demise of, of the majority of us. Because we don't see nothing else but the hood. My vision was only Compton. My vision was only the hood. My vision would where where, where I'm going to be at by six o'clock tonight, I'm going to be on Pine Street getting drunk in a motherfucker. I don't wanna hear nothing else. And after that, mm-hmm. smoking a fucking primo or let, let's go roll, trying to go to work. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. My vision was, was short. I didn't have no, nothing where, I, okay, this is gonna take me here. Till after prison. Getting out of prison. Now getting out of prison, now you back involved in, in the shit that sent you back to prison. So how do you work both of these to stay out of prison? Okay. I yeah. Get, one thing, when you Talk to police. Police write the shit down. Police put it in the computer. Now they got something they know who you is, the whole nine. We can't function doing what we doing and then everybody know who the fuck we is. We finna get caught up. So now you gotta figure out do you slow your roll or you just continue running reckless. No, I, ain't nothing in prison. No, ain't nothing. Ain't nothing at all. So I mean, we just got to understand our surroundings and what the fuck is going on and where we at at the time. Yeah, I I just think, man, that um, us as
2: black
5: men, and um, I think the biggest thing we got to stop doing, man, is just imagine, like, you know, because I I hear people always talk about the man, right? Like the white man this the white man that i think we give that too much power over too our circumstances sometimes man well they've
6: been having that power
5: yeah you know th- they have a certain amount of power but it's also us up to man to get up off our tail feathers and go do something you know it's it's like the thing is man when i first started this network man it, it almost started by accident right yeah, But I never looked for that nobody, you know, for the first thing we have to do is get out the thing that somebody owes us something, right? True. Don't nobody owe us a damn thing. We owe it to ourselves, man, to really do as much as we can, man. And if we doing what we were supposed to do, man, I tell people all the time, man, if you keep swinging the axe, man, if you keep swinging the hammer, eventually the tree go fall. True. It might take a little longer than than it would it be if you had a chainsaw or something like that, but you keep swinging that axe, man, eventually that tree will go and fall down. You know what I mean? So we really have to really, man, just stay on our P's and Q's, man, and stop being so damn lazy and look for the hookup all the
6: time. Well, we just got to start believing in ourselves. Come being and doing the streets, man, we got to start paying attention. The police job is to lock you up. To say whatever they gotta say to get you to say what they want you to say. Period. Period. Stop hating your 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 brother. Let it ride until you see otherwise. The only way a motherfucker I can prove to a motherfucker that that motherfucker telling on me, if he's sitting in that chair and he point at me. These cats ain't gotta it don't have to happen like that no more. Because as soon as the police say yada yada, you going whoop-wham-bam. You feel mm-hmm. me? We got to start believing in our in our motherfucking self and some of the homeboys and everybody ain't like that. But the police create the shit. And we're so easy to let other people put shit in our fucking mind to where we believe it and then we go nutty on the shit, not knowing the truth. And that's because the majority of us are, are aren't uneducated mm-hmm. and, and we have that... Fuck the mentality where I'm not listening to shit. I don't want to hear shit. We got to change that with us. That's what's going to better yeah, us. Yeah, we have,
5: we have to really change that, man, because um, I look at so many, man, of us like, I'm going to tell you what the biggest opportunity it is, man, for us as a people in the last 20 years, man, is really owning our own content. We have the talent to sing. We got talent, you know, music, you know, rapping, music, just all around entertainment, man. This stuff that we doing right now, for example, man. We have the opportunity now more than ever, man. I tell people all the time. When they, you know, I used to work in the music industry. People ask me all the time, "How can I get on to do this or do that?" I used to tell them, man. I always tell them, stop waiting for somebody to give you something. You can do your own shit.
6: Our rappers of California are not the acons of Africa. The money that they putting out there and building schools and all of this other shit. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that with ourselves out here. We not taking a building and opening that building and putting the shit that's constructive to teach our little homies, our youngsters, that y'all can meet in the middle, you in this class, y'all doing this, and you you learning a trade. We not mm-hmm. opening a building. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys can't come together and put their money together. Cause the first time a two black niggas put their money together, the first thing come out their mouth. That nigga cheating me. Oh yeah. Or oh, he coming up on me. Why are mm-hmm. you getting more money than me? And, and and we divide ourselves from that. We ain't no good together. Yeah, and we really got to change that narrative because you
5: look at us. We do good business together. Everybody, I don't have no problems with nobody on the network. And I think, man, we really have to change that narrative among us and start a, a really just thinking that everybody that come with us is enemies. And, and part of that, James,
6: is communication too. It's 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 hard for us. And, and I'm going to use Gangs of Chronicles as an example. It's hard for 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 brothers to be together and be successful and see each other come up, not watch you come up or you come up. Mm-hmm. And my whole concept since I started doing this is a we. Yeah, we. It's us. I want to see us come up. I don't I, fuck the, the the fame aspect of it or this other bullshit that that all these other cats – I won't mind, I don't give a fuck about them. That's where it's, it's, it. the money ain't no good. You gonna do what you do with it, but it is, as you build, you creating enemies. Mm-hmm. You creating that, to me, everybody is stagnated. Everybody, you are not getting nowhere because you hating on him and he hating on you and you hating on him. Now, with us, I think, if we all on the same page, we all good. But something and somebody going to fall off. You can't get five motherfucking niggas together, black men together, and everybody think and be on the same page. It's hard. Oh, it's very
5: hard. So it it, <laughs> it,
6: it, it is. Not just so, hard,
5: it's almost impossible because um I think yeah. the big elephant in the room, now even with us while we are talking about the gangster chronicles, um I think people have noticed that Alex hasn't been on the show probably like the past
6: Three episodes, right? Well, I'ma say this, and and I I've been getting a lot of that. With the things that Alex got going on, let Alex handle his business. Mm-hmm. Uh once again, James' gonna try to hold his shit down. You know, we gotta wait on Reggie and then here come the, the creator of the Kings of Chronicles had to come in here and sit down because, you know, my two hosts are gone. My my, my brothers is gone. You know what I'm saying? And and I didn't ask for this shit. I don't I don't know how to do this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so here you are and and I know people are gonna ask questions. Everybody know where Reggie at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Can't wait till you get his ass home. I so heard we, it might be June. Well, me and Reggie gonna have a fight in June, then we're gonna have a drink, and then we're gonna come to work. That's how I see it. Oh yeah, for sure. So get that shit out the way and and you know, the crazy shit about it is, and I'm going to tell you this, how we so fucked up. The people, while Reggie sitting in jail, let Reggie do his goddamn time in jail. Reggie don't need to know what the fuck is really going on on the street. But people are, are, are getting at Reggie and talking to Reggie. That makes his time harder. You might not understand that, and, and people don't get it. You know, just sitting in jail and knowing what's going on on the streets, you want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want to be there. Um, and, 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 and Reggie's living like that. Reggie in jail knowing the whole everything, what's going on. And and let Reggie do his time. That, that's going to make his time harder at the end of it, because now he know he finna come home and, and just people need to stop talking to him and being in his ear and let Reggie do his time. When Reggie come home, Reggie's going to be ready to go to work, ready to do his thing and just get back into it.
5: Especially getting at them with some negative shit because you know that's what I hear all the time. You know, well I heard that y'all did this and that. And you know, half the shit don't be
6: true. I'm like, where you get that from Well once again, a man got, a man gonna make up his mind. Don't react to react off of some bullshit that you don't even know is right or wrong. Because I can make a phone call, I can get in touch with you. And that's one of our biggest problems. We don't wanna look each other in the eye and have that conversation. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be one hundred with each other, but we say one hundred every day. Yeah, exactly. But we don't want to keep it one hundred, so a motherfucker gonna shy away. But when this cat right here trying to be one hundred with you, you, you oh he on some bullshit or he this and that, the story gets
5: turned around. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm pretty sure that Gene Deal interview we did a few weeks ago. Yeah. I'm pretty sure somebody that went back and told Reggie, "Oh, they had Gene on the show, and he said this and that." But what Gene did; he apologized for that man on the show. Yeah, yeah. And it was, beat, and it was
6: let known that we ride with Reggie. Well, everybody out there know I'm a ride with Reggie. Mm-hmm. The only problem I got if, and, and what we don't have a with each other is loyalty. Mm-hmm. And and I think ever since I started this, since Reggie. Introduced me to, and I'm and I'm saying this, and I ain't gonna say it no more. Introduced me to the 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 interviews and and the Gangsta in the Gangster Chronicles and all that. I thought coming in with him, I'm I'm knowing we good, so showing my loyalty to you, Alex, Brian, the whole nine, mm-hmm. and that's always been my biggest slogan. If something happen while we all here together, and the motherfucker come tripping. I'm tripping. I'm just, it ain't just your fight. It's our fight. Mm-hmm. If if you take anything outside of that and go next door and and, and switch it around, that's on you. That's on you. My loyalty haven't haven't changed. It's not gonna change. So when you get to talking and saying shit about me, nigga, don't think I ain't gonna bite back. Yeah. <laughs> you bark at me, I'ma bark at you. Yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? But I got I got a right to. You feel me, and I'm not trying to bring up no other shit. But we shouldn't, if, if if we rocking together like that, I ain't got nothing bad to say, and I ain't gonna say nothing about you, or no other motherfucker can sit in my presence and talk about you. Mm-hmm. That's just my loyalty to you, my nigga. Yeah,
5: exactly, and and I think that's how it should be, man. And um, you know, the thing is, man, us, I go go back to it again is communication, man. Like you said, it's like we have a problem with looking each other in the eye yeah. and telling each other what it is that we
6: got on our minds. You know what I mean? Some of us was taught that back in our days that when you look at a man, look at him in his eyes and talk mm-hmm. to him. You know, don't, don't talk to me with your head down. Cats these days ain't getting that. The younger generation ain't getting that. And I think, how do we put that back? You, me, we got boys, everybody that have kids, we need to instill that in them. You know what I'm saying? Our nephews, our cousins, and then they let other motherfuckers know this is how men talk. You know what I'm saying? This is how we supposed to be. If you got something to say to me, say it, whether I'm offended or not. If if it's wrong, I'm going to tell you why it's wrong, but if it's the truth, I can't say shit. You can't do nothing about that. It is what it is. But we don't accept that. We just want to get mad and we want to be violent. We are not just, yeah, we are. We, we violent creatures. We, we Somewhere. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's, it's so easy for us to change who we are and what we want to be. Let's just stop blaming every motherfucking body for, for our problems. Exactly. Because ain't no motherfucker on the TV told me to get my gun and go shoot this motherfucker. Ain't nobody on TV told me I need to rob somebody to eat. That I know this. I know what I'm doing. It ain't your fault. It ain't your fault. We Let's stop blaming everybody for our shit. Let's get our shit right. I, I swear to God, when I get good and and, and and ready, then I'll be able to show instead of talk that shit. I'll be able to walk that walk. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. I've always preached that I need a house for for, for boys mm-hmm. to get them in there and then to show them like my grandson, so much practice. I'm rubbing him at three years old, man. Mm-hmm. And 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 I feel good because I didn't use that formula on my two sons. They 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 my voice straightened them niggas out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to whoop my sons. I whooped my older son one time. My youngest son, soon as I got aggressive. He put up them prayer hands, okay, dad, please, please, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My, my grandson is, is like hands-on. When he, when, he, when he fucking up, stand right here, and he, no, no, and start doing this. I want to laugh at him, but I got him right here, and he put his head down and do this, lift your head up, talk to Paw Paul. look at me. Mm-hmm. And, and and he sit there and he look at me like this. And he say, no, or whatever the fuck going on the situation might be, he don't put his head back down no more. Mm-hmm. And he talk to me. I'm, 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 I am I'm want to teach him not to be scared of me. you teach him how to be me. a man, yeah. Understand me, but we get it twisted when we don't understand that. And, you know, some cats... And, you know, when I see him jerk or pull away or or don't want to come close to me, don't be afraid of me. I'm your papa, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And everything I do, he's attached to it, and he starts doing the shit I do. So he getting it and he understanding it. And I wanted to rub off on him because the way I feel now about myself, I'm just wrapped up in so much good shit. I'm I'm cool.
5: Yeah, exactly, because there's a lot of positive stuff going on, man. man.
6: I'm not angry whatsoever no more.
5: Yeah, man. And that's good because you've been able to use this as a platform to heal, man. You know, and I think that's what it is about. You know, the thing
6: is, man, a lot of us need therapy, man. A, a lot of us, we don't need no more. Can't nobody sit me in a chair and talk to me and tell me about me? And I and I made that quite clear in the fourth grade with a, with a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. That psychiatrist don't know jack shit about me. You can't tell me what I am today. You can't tell me take that pencil and draw all of those those squares and triangles and and make that star right there. Okay. I'll do that. I sat there with the fucking pencil. That motherfucker walked out the door. I put the put the the circle on the paper and I traced that motherfucker. And and, and I did all of them, the butterfly, all that shit. I traced it. And and Put the pencil down and left it right there. i to say he ain't crazy, <laughs> mm-hmm. for real, real talk. I'm not finna, I'm not finna play that game. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm gonna figure the easy way out so it See, didn't go like that.
5: I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with therapy though, James. You know, some oh, people, shit. some people need it, man. You know, some people. <sighs> if you think about it. You got fortunate, man, that you was able to go out and talk and you know, able to get it all out your system with this.
6: Everybody don't have that though. You know what I mean? This didn't, this, this this was the better part of it. Mm-hmm. I had to get to understand where I wanted to go and what the fuck, what I don't want to do no more. Mm-hmm. What I was uncomfortable with doing. I didn't want to carry my pistol on the daily. I don't want to go out there and shoot at a brother that, that this shit is, it don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. Gang banging was, was senseless at this point to me. I, why continue to destroy when you could be a total different way? Mm-hmm. Why I mean just the just the going to sleep, just the nightmares, just the thinking the way I was thinking, looking out the fucking windows, think I mean, it's so much shit come with this. It ain't just you gang banging and you just living that life and everything is is ease. Man, I had to find a way liquor was my way to cope with a lot of this shit. I had to get fucked up, drunk, pissy drunk, mm-hmm. not to even worry about that type of shit. So, man, it's, it's, it's a it's a process.
5: Yeah, it's a big, long process, yeah, man. so
6: if you're not ready to go through that, then it's not gonna happen. You just gonna be where you at. So every man, that, just every individual has to figure out a way and what's the best way for me to change, get my shit together. And and that's where it all starts. Once you figure that out, and, 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 and learn how to respect your homeboys, and learn how to respect your mama, learn how to respect your sisters, because if you don't respect your mama and your sisters, you ain't gonna respect and chick on the street. But on that note, I mean, you know, We got great stuff coming. We got uh,
5: Willie D coming. Yeah, we got Willie D coming up. If that brother ever hits me back again, we got Mac 10 coming up. Um, We got a lot of incredible stuff coming, man. We want to thank y'all, man, for sitting here with us today on another episode of the Gangsta Chronicles. Make sure, now, we got something that's real special for y'all. We have an option on YouTube for the YouTubers out there where you can join for our premium channel, and you can get an extra episode of the Games of Chronicles every month. Something that don't nobody else see, man. Something nobody else see. You'll get to see my man right here, James, go live. We to have some stuff from James coming up on there for you. But and it's not that expensive, man. We're talking about from a dollar ninety nine to four ninety nine a month. So if you want to take advantage of that, man, hit that join button right now. All right?
6: Yeah. We we'll see y'all later. Awesome. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I got one more thing. Uh, my boy Nino. Nino Cappuccino, I got to give a shout out to him, and I think it's only right. That's This my boy. Uh, he got his podcast thing going, uh, Rules of Engagement. Check him out. He on some positive shit. He trying, and and, uh, and I'm with the uplift. I, I'm trying to support my brother because mm-hmm. he's doing his shit on his own. 100 to you. Rules of engagement. Check him out. Nino Brown. I mean, Cappuccino. A,
5: yeah. Where's is, where is Nino's um, podcast at? Is it everywhere? Uh, I, I've listened
6: on uh, Spotify.
5: And what I do is I get a link for you, and I'll put it in our thing so we can get that brother subscribed. And shout out to Nino Cappuccino.
6: All the time. One hundred.
0: We out. Got my PrevNAR20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect.
1: I'm 19.
0: Strong. And asthmatic. And at higher risk